We continue with the Daily Sports Feed on ESPN Harrisonburg. I am Dave Riggert. It's a pleasure to have you along. Let's talk some Bridgewater College men's basketball as I get set for a Wednesday night showdown with Eastern Mennonite, a rivalry game coming up at 7.30 in Harrisonburg. Let's talk to the head coach of the Eagles, and that is Steve Enright, who's fresh off a a thrilling win on Saturday against Virginia Wesleyan. And, And Coach... I guess you had one of these last year, too, we talked about, but uh, I saw the highlight on Twitter, and, and we talked last week about how important that game was. What a finish. Liam Caswell hits the three with three seconds left, and a big-time win for your team. Yeah, big-time win. You know, Virginia Wesleyan is uh, you know, obviously one of the powers in the league. They have, uh, you know, their program's won a national championship. They're in the mix to win it every year, um, you know, in terms of the ODAC title and, and – uh, you know, beat Christopher Newport early in the season when they were ranked number one. So, really quality win for us uh, on Saturday. Was that what you called up on the last play? Is the uh, Liam Caswell three in the corner? You know, it's funny. Um, I would say, you know, yes and no. I mean, the players <laughs> made the play. Um, you know, but but we we actually we took the lead, went up one, and we we burned a timeout about twenty one seconds left, so we could set our defense. And in that timeout, you know, I said, okay, here's what we expect them to do offensively right now. Here's how we're going to guard it. Um, you know, in the event that they score. Don't worry about calling a timeout. Just fly it up and try to make a play in broken floor. Um, and, and and that's and I said if we needed a timeout, I would call it. You know, because I could call it under two minutes in the second half. And 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 that's exactly what happened. You know, they came down. You know, they they did what we thought they were going to do. They scored anyway. Um, you know, and and about eight seconds left or whatever when they when they scored it. Um, and, you know, credit to Aaron Oates being the guy who just grabbed it on the net and threw it in. And, you know, Shad Smith kind of blew it up the sideline, and we got him in broken floor and got a, a really good look at it. And, uh, you know, Liam Caswell canned it from the corner. Um, and, you know, they had a half-court heave at the buzzer that didn't go. Um, but, you know, it did, it did go down, you know, how we said we wanted to do it out of the timeout mm-hmm. in the event that they did score. So, Really good job by our guys executing, not losing their minds after we went down one. <laughs> and, and you say that, and I laugh because I've seen it happen so many times. People just freak out and don't get the ball inbounded like you're talking about, and don't give yourself a yeah. chance to get a good look like that. It just it, it, it happens. It's human nature sometimes to kind of freak out when something sure. happens like that. We're talking to Steve Enright again, the Bridgewater College men's basketball coach, and to win it like that, coach, win a grinded out kind of postseason type field type game. Did that yeah. was were you proud of your kids about that too? I was, and and I, I was most proud of our our defense. Really gave us a chance to win that game. You know, we held them to fifty two points, four for twenty two. You know, from three and 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 forced twenty one turnovers. Now, offensively, we were really not clicking at all. Um, but our defense gave us a chance to win that game, so I was really proud of that. And, and Shad was in foul trouble, scored just one point. His yep. second assist was the one that was the winner. He had some turnovers. Um, yeah, I, I know teams are playing him probably a little different than they did a year ago. There's a lot of a lot of pressure on him right now. But but that's yeah. you're, some guys stepped up around him, didn't they? Yeah, for sure. And and you know we we have pretty good balance offensively. Mm-hmm. I, I mean, Shad's definitely the engine, and and conceptually a lot of what we do revolves around him and other teams know that, you know, which is, which is part of scouting and part of college hoops. But, you know, we've had six different guys lead us in scoring this year. Um, You know, we really have about seven guys that I think are, you know, quote unquote starters so we can move some lineups around. Uh, 
you know, so we, we had, you know, got Andy Pack back from injury and, and, you know, he made some big threes in this game. Um, you know, Liam's been really good in, in a lot of areas lately, um, not related to scoring, you know, just some, some, you know, offensive flow stuff and, you know, kind of playing as an undersized center, you know, for us right now, just doing a really good job at that. So, you know, we got a lot of good contributions from, from a lot of guys, you know, Aaron Oates didn't score in the first half, but, you know, made two huge threes in the second half and, you know, got us a big bucket late. Um, you know, we were kind of teetering a little bit. So, you know, everybody's kind of giving us something right now. And you mentioned your defense too, and you guys had your, your fair share of turnovers, but you forced 21. I'm guessing that was yeah. a big number for you. Yeah, it's a big number. And, and, and we forced a lot against Washington and Lee in the mm-hmm. previous game too. You know, we've, we've started to ratchet up some pressure a little bit. And I think it's actually helped us in the half court because, you know, even if we don't turn people over necessarily in the full court, you know, we're, we're able to, um, you know, slow them down and make them take more time to get into their half court stuff. We actually forced 21 turnovers against Washington and Lee as well. The problem is, is when they didn't turn it over, they shot such a high percentage and that, you know, was really a letdown in the previous game. But, you know, defensively, we, we certainly turned it up a notch against Virginia Wesley. Do you feel like your defense is that they've they've kind of bought in and kind of figured out what you really want and and you've kind of figured out your team on what's best what you can do? Yeah, I, I think you know this goes back to like uh, you know I would say our Costa Rica trip you mm-hmm. know when we really you know spent a lot of very deliberate time with our guys about the direction we wanted to take the program in. Uh, you know we have a core of guys who are sophomores plus Alec Topper who's you know, a COVID junior. Um, so, you know, we wanted to use that summertime to really articulate to our guys that are going to be here for a few years, kind of what the design is and what we're looking for. And, and, and we, we actually sat down and watched, you know, two of the best, you know, defensive teams in our league in, in Guilford and Roanoke. Um, you know, who kind of play similar scheme-wise to us defensively. Uh, so we sat down and watched those two teams, our game against those two teams, and I, I kept rewinding it and saying, all right, you see how hard they're making it on us. You see how hard they're making it on us to score. You know, and those were both, you know, good games for us to watch. We did that as a team. We had breakdowns. We had reasons why. We really deliberately told our guys exactly what they're trying to do and why that was hard on us. Uh and, and and said, hey, you know, there's no reason why we can't do this to other teams as well, and that's why those two teams are NCAA tournament caliber teams. Because in this league, you know, I think the common denominator is all the teams at the top, you know, the top four, are really, really good defensively. You know, and that's that's what you have to do. That's how you have to build it, you know, at this level in this league. And, and our guys have, you know, not been perfect by any means, but we are significantly better defensively than we have been in previous years. And, and I think that's part of the reason why we can win a game like we won, you know, against Virginia Wesley and only scoring 54 points. And, you know, I look back to Averett, you know, who's, you know, just behind us in the standings. We won that game by one. They scored 56 points. Um, You know, even Randolph, who is a really good offensive team, scored 71 points. But, you know, they're a really, really good three-point shooting team. They have the best three-point shooter in the league. You know, he's averaging, uh, you know, shooting like 45% from, from three and averaging 18 points a game. And, and we had held him to zero for two, you know, only got two off, you know, from three in that game and, and uh, finished the game three for 18 from three. So, you know, we have to be able to do things like that. We were not good offensively in that game either. So I kind of point to those three and say, hey, like, 
we didn't really score in those games, you <laughs> right. know, but our defense gave us a chance to, um, you know, win it at the end. So I, I think our guys are starting to buy into that. We watched a ton of film with them, you know, right after games of what went right, what went wrong, and, and try to be deliberate in our teaching. Um, but we have to keep guarding like that if we want to keep having, you know, sustained success and keep building the program. So it was good to see. Okay, we're talking with Steve Enright, the Bridgewater College men's basketball coach. They get set for a Wednesday night showdown at Eastern Mennonite as that rivalry is renewed with the Royals. We'll talk about that here coming up. And, you know, you mentioned the Costa Rica trip, and we, we chatted before you went on that trip. And, and do you feel, are you seeing some of the benefits of that payoff throughout this season and having, having that early work and having more practices with these guys? Yeah, absolutely. And, and um, you know, that's something, you know, that we want to do once per four years like the NCAA allows because it just is a, a built-in advantage at this level where you don't have them in the summer. And I do think that not only did it bring us closer as a team, like we're a pretty tight-knit group. These guys like each other. They want to grow together. We have a core of guys that are going to be together for a couple more years beyond this year. Uh, you know, so that was a really good – you know, kicking off point and, you know, we got a chance to spend 19 days together in the summer, you know, with the 10 practices before we left and then the nine days in Costa Rica. And, you know, it's not so much just the basketball piece. The basketball piece right. is, you know, certainly important, but just being around each other and, and, and being able to have really strong relationships going into a season is good. And, and, and I think that's part of the reason why, you know, we've been able to sustain, all right, you know, we're in the mix in the ODAC right now to get a bye. Bridgewater has not been, you know, in the mix to get a bye in the postseason tournament in over a decade. You know, so it's, it's you know, all goes back to we were able to sustain. We lost four straight games in November. You know, Penn State, Harrisburg, we lost. Guilford, we lost badly. Roanoke, the game was probably closer than the score, but we lost, you know, pretty soundly. And then Catholic, we, you know, had a chance to get a really marquee win on the road and, and lost in kind of heartbreaking fashion late by three. You know, so I look at those four games and, and, and you know, if it's not a tight-knit group, that can torpedo your season For right sure, there. Yeah. You know, and then, uh, you know, we were able to come back and, you know, beat Mary Baldwin, who's a good team and a local team. You know, so there's some there's some, some some eyes on that game, certainly, in the area. Uh you know, we needed a, a, a kind of a late buzzer beater to beat, beat them there, too, with Shad making a three. And then, you know, after that Murray Baldwin win, we won six of our next seven, and the one loss was a buzzer beater. You know, so um, I think doing a, something like Costa Rica and having that summertime, well, you're going to be a stronger knit unit, so you can sustain sort of that, hey, you know, we just dropped four games, three of them by double digits in November, you know, we're 0-2 in the league. You know, granted, we played really good teams in that stretch, but still, you know, we weren't ready at that point in the season to win those games, but I think we might be in February, which is what it's all about. No question. Again, we're talking to Steve Enright, the men's basketball coach at Bridgewater College. They get set for a Wednesday night showdown with Eastern Mennonite. And, you know, talk about this one. Again, you, you haven't been here for, for a long, long time, but this is a rivalry game. Is this is this fun for you and your guys to, to meet up with, with EMU? Yeah, I, I, certainly. I mean, these kids, uh, our kids, the Amuse kids, Mary Baldwin's kids, even JMU's kids, in, in, in some, you know, in, in certain ways, like they, they see each other all the time. They, they, they get their hair cut at the same place, you know, like they go, they eat at the same places, you know, like they, our guys, our guys will play pickup with, with Mennonites guys or Baldwin's guys in, in, in the spring and stuff like that. So there's certainly a familiarity there, um, you know, and, and, and the EMU, 
and Bridgewater this particular game, you know, it, it doesn't, if you look back, it doesn't really matter how the teams are faring in these games, um, you know, over the course of the season, what the records are, where they are in conference play. Um, it's, it's always a really good game. It's always a fun atmosphere. Um, you know, so we're looking forward to that tomorrow. And, and, and we have to prove that we can win on the road, Dave. We're, we're nine and right. two at home. We're one and seven on the road. You know, we have to figure that out. So Wednesday is a great opportunity to do that. And what should certainly be a, a really good atmosphere. What have you seen so far out of EMU? Uh, you know, they, they shoot it from three really well. So we're going to have to defend the three point line really well. They have, they have two guys in particular that are as good as anybody in the league in a view May long and, and, and Mark Burkholder. And those, those are going to be the key guys, you know, and they have some, some shooting around them. Um, they're not particularly deep, particularly deep, but they're, you know, their top six or seven is really good, you know, so we're going to have to, you know, execute a game plan that we have. We're going to have to execute offensively. I anticipate that we'll probably see a lot of zones. So we've really been working on, you know, a lot of zone offense the last two days in, in practice. And, and uh, you know, we're looking forward to trying to throw our best punch. Do you have much of a, a relationship with Coach Felix? And do you guys kind of share information sometimes? Yeah, we, we talk pretty regularly. And, and Coach Felix is a great guy. He's an ODAC guy. He's been in the league forever, both as a player and as a coach. And, um, you know, he's doing a really good job at, at Eastern Mennonite. I, I, I know it's been a tough stretch for them lately, but, you know, they've, they've got some good pieces and they're going to be a dangerous team down the stretch. So we, we certainly have a, a good test for ourselves tomorrow. Well, and that's one thing, too, that, that I'm sure you've got to tell your kids, too, that, hey, they've, they're still talented. I know the record is what it is, but they've been close with some teams. They've played some teams pretty competitive throughout the entire year. They've been awful closer to two, three, four more wins and, and that this is a very capable team. Yeah, very capable, and, and like I said, they shoot it really well. And, you know, our guys know by now, because we've hammered it into them, that, you know, th- this league is such that, you know, anybody can beat anybody on any given night. Mm-hmm. You know, it's not like the, the – if you look at the 13 teams in the league, you know, right now we're in sixth. Um, you know, Eastern Mennonites, you know, tied – you know, it has one win, as well as I believe Randolph has one win, you know, but, but – like any team can beat any team on any given night. If you were to take the 10th best team in this league and put them in any other league, they'd be at the top. <laughs> you know, so it's, uh, so it's, uh, you know, there are really good division three teams, one through 13. So it's important for us not to, you know, feel like, okay, you know, we've got a better record or a worse record than, than who we're playing. You know, the, the results can be decided on paper. It's really not that way in, in ODAC basketball and has, Never been that way, you know, and, and, and the one thing too, I mean, I, I think it's 11 or 12, I get a count of our 19 games played this year have been decided by seven or less points, <sighs> yeah. wins and losses. So, you know, we're 10 and nine, you know, we could easily be 15 and four or four and 15. Right. You know, it's no like, question. Uh, yeah. You know, so it's a there's, fine line. There's, there's, there's certain ways to look at that, you know, that, um, you don't have to factor into going into a game like Wednesday. Yeah, no question. Should be a lot of fun tomorrow night over at EMU. It's a Rowdy Royals night for them, so it should be a great atmosphere, as Coach talked about. But, hey, I appreciate your time, Coach, as always. Thank you very much. Good luck tomorrow night against EMU. Okay, thanks, Dave.